G'day listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Keeper League podcast. We're the AFL fantasy podcast that doesn't talk about the superstars. We only talk about the lesser knowns and the players who will bring value to your draft and Keeper League teams. I'm your host Hef and back into the studio for the first time since round four I think it was. Mm, Easter. Former co-host, now very special guest, Kaze. How are you mate? Not bad, yourself? Yeah, not too bad. How's the uh, Keeper League team coming along? Uh, let's have a look. I'm sitting in you're, fifth spot. You're just above me, which is pretty yeah. annoying. It's actually a very tight comp this year now. It is, because I think I'm in sixth and I think I'm two wins off top. Yep. I think that's right. And we've got two teams on eight, yeah. three teams on seven. You're on six. I know. Then there's three teams on five right up your tail. I'm on six with the second highest points for in the comp. Yeah, my team's been shit out. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, my defense is winning me games, which is great. Stevie Fizz said on Draft Doctor today that in fantasy, um, Generally, like you have those seasons where you score really well but just can't win games, yep. but the universe it just tends to like the fantasy kind of world just seems to even out in the long run. Yeah. But he also said this thing about some pricks just seem to get luckier than others. Totally. I think that's very true for our league, to be honest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I think it was last year where I was, uh, I'm going to guess here, but I, I was the leading point scorer by quite a while. Yeah. And, you know, you don't win. It's yeah, just, you know, exactly. that's, just, that's just how it goes. The year I won the flag, I was the second highest point scorer, but the guy who won it was miles ahead of me in terms of points scored. Yeah. So, but yeah, I don't know. Over the course of the season, though, being high in, high in points and low in the ladder absolutely sucks. But anyways, uh, I'm sensing you're coming off a bit of a, a long run up tonight. I just noticed a tweet that you put out before, um, <laughs> a lot of hypothetical, no. but uh, you, you're happy tonight or what? Uh, <laughs> I'm disenchanted with the game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, what's new? Uh, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Just another week in the life of me. Yeah, uh, no, I just don't get it, man. Like, those tackles that are getting a week for now are just... Like, if you want to pay holding the ball on a free kick just to kind of start the education process, go for it. But, like, if Luke Parker or Rory Laird or something like that is yeah. getting a tackle for, for that, where... They're not even in control of the momentum. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know. I can't remember who tackled Tom Hickey, but like, how are you going to stop a like 120 kilo, 200 centimeter guy if he's yeah. already on the fall? Like, you've yeah. got no chance. And like, they weren't, you remember like when we play footy or, you know, amateur footy? Yeah. The ones I hated the most was when the ball was kind of like dead. You were just holding onto it and then some guy would just come in and Throw just slam you, you anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the shit you need to stamp out. Yeah. Not the stuff where there's a bit of momentum behind it or yeah. there's no real malice in it. Like, like, looking at Laird's, like, I just don't know what else he can do. Like, I'm fully on board. An actual sling tackle where yeah. arms are pinned and, like, in situations where you just need to, like, drop to your knees and roll them on top of you so you don't yeah. hurt them type thing. Yeah. Like, this is what you need to do. Yeah. But in Laird's situation, he wasn't actually didn't look like he was intending. It's kind of like um, Neil rolled at the same time. Yeah. Plus, Pedler came in and put a bit of uh, shoulder on. That. It's like, what do you do? Like, I reckon even Parker, in a way, almost tried to break the fall. It's just that, yeah, you know, it was just that last bit where you can't control, like, yeah, ninety no, no. kilos of man. But I yeah. know, oh, I think it's going to be debated like week in, week out on every footy show and every Let's, footy yeah. podcast. We'll leave it to them. But so, fuck, there's yeah. not going to be too many people left for the Brownlow of <laughs> like you getting suspended every week. Yeah, don't worry, Zach Butters is still eligible, isn't he? Um, I think so. Yeah, good, good. And I think Ken's still eligible for coach of the year. So <laughs> he definitely is. It's all happening down at the power. <laughs> it is. Well, anyway, before we get into the show, we'll talk about the uh, the DPPs that have come out. Um, most of them were really irrelevant. Last time the DPPs mm-hmm. came out, you were pretty dirty on them. But on the chat last night, you were pretty happy about <coughs> this, this round. Oh, look, you know, Jack McRae getting forward status probably yeah, helps yeah. my side a bit, considering my forwards are pretty scummy. But I think you're uh, asking us if you're now flag favourite with Jack McRae getting forward yeah, status. Yeah, well, if, we, we, no, Pugs was saying, that Max Gorn was like 0.1% off. Yeah. Which would have made unlucky. me amazingly good because I would have had Gorn and McCray in my forward line. But, and, um, and bringing the awesome Bailey Williams onto the field. Number one the Ruckman, Ruckman Bailey is, Williams. We'll talk um, about him later in the show. Don't worry. But uh, yeah, I don't know. 
Uh, I'm even a bit... Uh, it's good that McRae gets forward. You know, like if he didn't get it, it wouldn't have upset me too much. I, I think most of these ones are pretty pretty fair. Yeah. I'll, we'll talk about the percentages and stuff like that maybe a bit more later on. But, like, some people hate it. Some people love it. <coughs> like, I think when you're deciding, like, the positions at the start of the year on these metrics, mm. like, you've got – I looked at the top 20 forwards last night. Mm. Three of them are genuine forwards. Yeah. So, you've already got all these guys that aren't forwards anyway. Yeah. Like, why not throw him a cray just to even the ledger, you know? Like, just put him in, like – like it already doesn't make sense that we've got these guys that aren't playing that position anyway. Like you might as well even Dunkley, it up. Yeah. Um, Taranto, like yeah. all of them. Like you might as well just even it up and put someone like McRae in if he's starting there as well. Like, cause it's the same metric as those guys were decided yep. on their forward status, that being 35% in their starting position. Yeah. But anyway, uh, most of them are irrelevant anyway from all the chatter. The only ones are really the ones that added something other than mid. And those guys were really Matthew Kennedy got defender status. Dylan Williams got forward status, which just gives you a bit of flexibility. Mm-hmm. Darcy Byrne Jones got forward status too, which gives you that forward status um, forward um, flexibility between forward and back. Yep. Jack McRae, the big one, getting forward status, which is handy. Is he likely to keep it next year? Who knows? If he keeps going this, maybe. But wow. yeah, interesting to think about. It is. But yeah, if you miss them, they're the DPPs, the only ones that we found relevant. All right, uh, we'll get stuck into the show. First, I just want to mention that this show is brought to you by Game Day Squad. Uh, create, coach, and compete in fantasy footy using Game Day Squad. Uh, if you haven't played it before, you open digital packs uh, to get your to get cards, and that's what you make your team with instead of selecting players from a player pool. And different cards have different uh, scoring power and multipliers, and that's how you kind of get your fantasy score. And you get free cards each week just for logging in. So create, coach, and compete in fantasy footy for free with Game Day Squad. Uh, head to gamedaysquad.com.au to check that one out. How's your team been going in Game Day Squad? Uh, I think I'm 30th overall. I had a, the worst week of my career, I think, this week. I was 134th or something scummy. 134th. So. I reckon I was down there as well, to be honest. Uh, pretty I, bad I actually did. Like, you know when you just go, I thought my team might be around the mark this week. Yeah. It was just like... 400 points off. So my issue was I love Jack Steele too much, and I yeah, made him my me. I made him my gold uh, captain mm. this week, and only what scored the 75 in classic, and I don't know what that was in game day the, squad. But the last yeah. couple of weeks, I've kind of, like I've had um, a few guys injured, like talking yeah, a couple like, others. So I've been playing around with a few things, and yeah, my two gambles the last week haven't paid off. I put a gold gold Jack Viney on the field because I thought you know wet, yeah. condi- wet conditions, lots <laughs> so of cuddles. Yeah, nah, he went shit, and then I put uh, John Noble on the field with a silver. Because he's actually been scoring pretty well. Like he's been a ninety average kind of defender. Yeah, yeah, so I was he's like, good. I think he can bump up to a one ten. I think he got like a sixty or a seventy. So yeah, the Oracle's tried to be a little too smart, and he's been found out the last two weeks. Yeah, I'm slipping backwards, so I need to do something. I, it's gen- it all comes down to captains, like all gold players that I put mm-hmm. on the field. I just haven't nailed one in weeks now. So yeah. I think I put Tim English last week, and then I put Jack Steele this week. I just can't get it. But it's always around the mark. But yeah, not quite. Anyways, we'll get stuck into the show. We'll get into the breakout tracking segment where we talk about the most relevant names of the week. Uh, we'll just go in game order here. But uh, first one I want to talk about, we made him too good for the podcast early on, but mm. he's stunk it up for the last few weeks, so I'm bringing him back. But I just want to talk about Nick Blakey again. He scored 114 points. I think what's been interesting with him since about round four, I think it was, he's kind of been playing like a taller key defender role mm. with um, just everyone, the McCartan just going out for a bit and then Rampy going out and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, played that key position role for a few weeks. He had a good game this week on the inset marks and he's got Fox in there helping him out. Cunningham was in there this week. Like a few people kind of playing Melican. similar roles. Melican too, playing similar roles. Um, Rampy comes back next week, I think as well. So I think mm-hmm. it's time to get 
back on board the lizard. He was very good on the weekend. It was awesome. Uh, your boy Kane Corn said he's worth 900 grand a year. Whew, that's a lot. Um, um, yeah, I love him, but I don't know if he's worth that much. But yeah, he played a hell of a game on, on Friday night. Uh, yeah, I'll... I'll We've always been big fans yeah, yeah. of Liz. I thought I'd just yeah mention that he probably gonna, he's probably scoring might come back over the next few weeks if we're lucky. So just keep an eye on that one. Mm-hmm. Might be a buy low, or someone might be thinking they're selling high this week. But anyway, uh, Will Haywood, uh, 106 points. I reckon that's just a tip of the cap, don't you? Correct. Yep. Going to Justin McInerney, yeah. 102 points. He's been okay since getting dropped. I think he has good on return, couple fifties mm. back with a hundred. Getting forward, kicked a couple of goals as well. He was very impressive on Friday night. Yeah. I, I was, I was kind of like, man, our boy's back. Just with Sydney and how they're travelling, I think it's mm-hmm. a bit different when they get a win. You know what I mean? So, yeah. just one to monitor if he um, comes uh, comes good again. The next one, I think, is a bit more of a goer, and this is going moving on to Carlton now. Mm. I think Matthew Cottrell could be a goer over the next few weeks. He's a bit of a watch for mine. Mm-hmm. Carlton always seemed to be like lacking that other wing. They got they got Akers in for a reason. They needed some wingers, and yep. so they got Akers to play with the other one. And they've been playing Hollands, who's probably deserved maybe to probably get dropped a bit sooner. Mm-hmm. I know he's got injured now, yep. but it's just that purely they're outside players. They just don't have any. Mm-hmm. Matthew Cotter has come in, and he plays a decent outside game. He's listed, he's listed as a forward in fantasy as well. Um, and yeah, I said this, I think they're screaming out for another winger, and I reckon he could be the guy who kind of fits it with Hollands out. So, what are your thoughts on Cotter? Um Yeah, I was. Kind of impressed by how he played on Friday night. Um, he's not a guy I necessarily love. I, you know, like, I don't know. There's a lot of conjecture around, you know, who's best 22 and all that yeah, kind yeah, of shit. Yeah. Carlton, I don't know. Like, is he like a real cream of the crop lock-in best 22 nah. guy? That's that's my only issue there that I think he's a bit of a risky play yeah. if you were looking to, you know, add I think he's more of one of those, like, three to four week type plays. If he's on your wave wire and you need a forward, Ryan he could be one to pick hot. up. Yeah, exactly. So, just keep an eye on him. Um, if he does it again, might be worth uh, turning a few heads towards. Uh, Brody Kemp, 79 points. He was okay in defence. Um, that was just his second best uh, score of the season. Newman did go down with concussion mm-hmm. and um, continue that next week. So, Brody Kemp might see a bump next week. But, uh, moving on to the next game, the uh, Hawthorne game. A guy I've been riding for weeks. Who's your now boy. Officially 2G4. Is he officially your boy? Oh, yeah, he is. Like, yeah, I picked him up. This is Connor Nash we're talking about. Picked him up in our draft really late as like I needed one more midfielder and he was the only one likely, I thought, to get a game each week. Mm-hmm. Expecting like 60s, 50s, <coughs> maybe that sort of stuff. No kind of, no oracleness to it. I wasn't predicting a good fantasy score. Just needed a warm body. Mm-hmm. But geez, Connor Nash has come on. Didn't he get weeks. dropped one week as well? Don't know about that. Um, He's I, missed a game, definitely. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was dropped or maybe for, yeah, they didn't need the tagger that week when he was doing the tagging stuff. Oh, no, he's played on. 11 games. My yeah, bad. yeah. I think, I think you might be getting um, mixed up with the other tagger that they had. Oh, his Finn name? McGuinness. Yeah, Finn McGuinness. He got dropped and he isn't playing now, so maybe that was it. But uh, yeah, 98 points on the weekend. We mentioned this last week. He hasn't had under 25 disposals since round four. Mm. Um, it's too good for the podcast due to three eighty uh, four eighty plus scores in a row. That's 97, 81, 130, and 98. I've been spruiking on the Wave Wire podcast. Pick him up. So hopefully people have done it because, yeah, he's actually just being used as a proper midfielder now. Yeah, he is. He's, um, I watched that game live at um, Gather Round. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he's actually really big. Like, yeah, he's, he's huge, isn't he? Like, he's actually massive. Like, yeah. he, you know, like I know he has kind of pinch hit rock occasionally and there's a reason. Like, he's a big unit. Yeah, yeah. But he's like, he's kind of not too bad with the ball in hand. Like he breaks He's lines. got that weird Irish kick, yeah, you know, yeah. how they kind of yeah. drop it on the side and stuff yeah. like that, which sometimes goes and miss. But yeah. um, he's always in and under. He's a de- one of those guys that you kind of love because he always yeah. has a crack. And he works so hard. Yeah. Like, he'll work yeah. to get that next handball type thing totally. um, to get that extra touch. So, yep, Connor Nash, and he can tackle too. He's a man. 
2G4P. I'm going to be sad we can't talk about him anymore. Um, oh. And more Hawthorne players. Lockie Bramble, mm. 81 points. He's always, he's always been a favourite of yours. He has been. He's in my team, actually. Yeah, I thought um, so. But, like, you know, like, he's always been on the borderline of their best 22. And, I don't know, they kind of play a bit of favourites, I think, of Hawthorne. And he's kind of snuck his way back into the side. But, like, looking, he's had a couple, you know, uh, lower games. I'm assuming they're, they're sub games um, with 27 and 37% tog. But, like, he's had a 96, an 81, a 90, a 77. Like, when he's playing full games, um, he's a genuine, like, you know, Ball magnet. Yeah, no, nah, he's a he's a good player. He's always been a, like decent fantasy shout as well. So good to see him just getting a game. I think. Yeah. Um. I think Seamus Mitchell copped a knock to the knee. So he did. He that did. might be okay for him as well. Um. Yeah. Well, you know, we don't want people to get injured, obviously, but could um spell some more minutes for him or just some more um just stepping up the kind of pecking order a bit more. Uh, no St Kilda players to talk about. They were garbage. So we'll move on to the next game. Uh. Melbourne, who they play? Uh, Wally Europe, wasn't it? They played Fremantle. Yes, that's right. Uh, Tom Sparrow is the first one I'm going to talk about. Um, 97 points. Clayton Oliver's out. We'll flag that. But mm-hmm. he was the most used at the CBAs in his mm-hmm. absence. And we saw Gus Brayshaw go out to a, up to a wing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just good to see Tom Sparrow get some opportunities. Like we, I feel like we talk about every three or four weeks because we just know what he's capable of. Yep. Just needs to get that role and that opportunity when he gets it. In situations like this, he's pretty good. If he was and at a lesser side, he'd be like a close to 100 oh, average. Absolutely. Yeah. I think Clayton Oliver actually trained with the main group today and did a full training session. So The guy's an absolute machine. Yeah, so he might even be back this week and kind of push Tom Sparrow back out. So monitor the news. But yeah, don't get too excited if you're a Tom Sparrow owner. Just get excited when he gets traded at the end of the year. I think that's the, Correct. <laughs> that's the, Correct. the thing that we're going to be waiting for. Um Onto some Wally Europe players. Wally Europe. I'm hoping I'm saying that correctly. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I think Sir Doug Nichols round's over, so we can go back now. But uh, it's been it's a bit confusing. <laughs> Did you watch the Port game? Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, they just they, they just kept mispronouncing the. Um, oh, but like name. Bucks kept saying Port. Yeah, yeah I mean, right. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you had to pull. You had to pull. Yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> like you would have said that like ten times. I was like, it's all right, man. Like. Yeah, yeah, we know who you're talking about. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> like, but it is, it is. Don't get us wrong. It is. It is great to have the uh, the names for the week and stuff like that. But it, um, yeah, like I think people are worrying about it too much if they get it wrong or whatever. But yeah. anyway, um, Luke Jackson, 104 points. Uh, he's pretty much two two G four P. Three out of his last four games have been hundreds. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's just been one that's dropped down. And with Darcy going out now for a few weeks, they reckon. Yep. he's going to be huge. It's just that he's going to buy. They got to buy next week, so won't be able to reap the rewards straight away. I'm um, very excited about the next few weeks. Well, the issue is we, we play buys, case. We don't play through ah, the buys. That's right. <laughs> so you're no, I'm have, not as excited anymore. You're going to have Darcy back. Uh, so for, for backstory, I guess, Kays is the Luke Jackson <coughs> owner. I'm in a Luke Jackson owner. Held him for, for quite a while now, since yeah. the first season. Patience. And uh, finally kind of going to get that few weeks where he's going to go bananas and you're not going to be able to play through. I reckon we change <sighs> the rules, Kays. We play through buys. All right, let's do it. I can't go through. I can't go four weeks without fantasy. It sucks. But anyway. Um, like yeah, Luke you're doing Jackson. so well in, you know, Classic. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm starting to go backwards in that too, so, oh. yeah, no, no good. Um, Brennan Cox, uh, 90 points uh, on Van Roy and 12 marks, probably a tip of the cap there. Although, he did have those two monster scores mm. early in. Do you reckon he's someone worth just owning as a streamer? I think he's one of those guys with my, um, you know, math, science, formula kind of stuff. Yeah, that, that you love, you yeah. know, when they take marks, they score well. <laughs> That's yeah. what it comes down to. Like, he's one of those players. He's like a Tom Barras when they take... 10 marks, they're going to get you a 90. Yep, that's right. Because they pretty much guaranteed 60 points. Correct. But anyway, um, moving on to the next game, it was GWS versus Geelong. Kieran Briggs, did mm. you see this one coming? 
I didn't see uh, Matt Flynn no. getting dropped at all. I know, another drive. Yeah, and then he just gets dropped one week, and I thought he was rested. That's what the commentators were telling me. Yeah, but he's playing twos. That's what I thought. And Kieran Briggs is just racking up tons mm. in the ones. So he's just thriving as number one ruck. The thing is, like, I don't, I'll check. I don't think he's like um, his scores were that massive in. Um, the VFL. Oh, yeah, he was averaging 111. Yeah. So, but that's, he would have like, been that's part of the course for yeah. an AFL quality ruck. I in, think it's just one league. of those things where it felt like they were trying to develop Kieran Briggs into like a key defender for yep. years. Yep. And then it's like, well, all their rucks get injured. So, in the twos, they have to play him as a ruck. And they're like, holy shit, this guy can ruck. And it's like, he was initially a ruckman as a <laughs> yeah, kid. Though, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. And he was yeah. a good fantasy scorer. I remember mm. picking up in his first year. Yeah, that's like, right. He was the best ruckman in, the, in his draft year. Yep. I don't think it was a super strong draft year. I can't remember. But yeah, a good fantasy ruckman in his draft year and now he's doing it in the one so I don't know why don't they just draft more players and play him in the position that they were brought up playing but mm. I don't know. I'm, not a, I'm not an AFL coach you're a recruiter yeah exactly I'm not a list manager so don't ask me um, Brent Daniels your boy 100 points oh. 3 goals 2 weeks in a row he's so good at football he's building do you reckon he could be a 2G 4P candidate if totally. he keeps going totally we, we said he'd never get there average is 73.5 this is something that I would you know, like, I, I could see this coming at the start of the year. Like, he missed all of last year, basically, footy-wise. Yeah, yeah. And he was just starting to hit his straps at the end of uh, 2021. Yeah, I'm excited about what Brent Daniels can do in the future. How old is he? Not that old, 25, maybe. Yeah, right. So, he should be, yeah, coming into his prime. It was pretty funny last week. <laughs> there was a joke in the group chat, but yeah. Um, 24. O'Halloran was standing on the mark. Mm. And the umpire kept saying, Brent, come back. Brent, come back. And Alan was just standing there, like, just not moving. And then he got a 50 paid against him because, like, even like the umpires don't know who half these GWS players are. But I thought, I thought it was pretty funny just That's poor amazing. Xavier Halloran just standing there copping a 50 against because umpire didn't know his name. <laughs> anyway, oh, um, God. Josh Fay. Is that how you say it? Fay. I've heard people say Fahey. Fahey. It's Josh Fay, isn't it? I'd say Fay. Fay. Is that right? <laughs> I mean, that's how I'm saying it. All right, cool. But you know that, that. Well, I always get him wrong. So Yeah, true. Well, I haven't heard him, his name really. I've, they, they said Faye. He only played like the last 10 minutes. Yeah, of the exactly. Game. I didn't really hear his name called, but I just <laughs> good to see him going to run. Um, so monitor that because it's not, you know, if you're a classic player, it's not going to dent his, um, his price. But uh, if you're a keeper league owner, he's someone you've had your eye on uh, for a while who's mm-hmm. a good fantasy scorer in the twos. So, yeah, let's move on to the slippery game up in the top end that was uh, Gold Coast versus Western Bulldogs um, so this game essentially the conditions were just slippery as they were yep. training with like wet soapy footballs and things like that to actually kind of get used to it so that's the kind of game we expected but uh, it suited some players like Nick Holman for example just tackled all day um, conditions suited him but I think he's a tip of the cap yep. a player that really stood out was Bailey Humphrey though and he's been quite good for the last few weeks anyway um, but he was on fire early and then I think he ended up kicking one of the goals to seal it later in the game yep. as well so yep. he just looks like he's going to be a gun had 72 points in this game which isn't huge but yeah absolute superstar in the making he I looked think. really good and that goal was class yeah, as well absolutely um, just a bit of a role change to flag I'm not sure if this was the first week it happened but Joel Jeffrey um, was on the halfback flank and the role actually looked fantasy friendly especially given that like all outside players sucked in this game uh, but he was getting kick-ins and stuff like that and kind of playing that halfback flank role scored 60 points again in a game that didn't look fruitful so um, yeah not too bad one to watch maybe when they get out of Darwin because I think they're playing there again they this, week, this week so yep. it might be a bit slippery again another thing to note was um Ben Ainsworth was on the wing for a lot of the game. Mm-hmm. Now, this is interesting. So, Fiorini and Atkins 
sucked, essentially. Yep. I think Fiorini basically was on the wing, Atkins in defense, uh, kind of pushing up the ground a bit. But, yeah, Weller and Ellis come back in. So and and if they dropped playing, Ellis. Ellis played VFL on the weekend. Yeah, but he played really well. Yeah. So he's probably going to come back in. And Weller is getting pretty close to return, I think, as well. So it's just going to be interesting what happens to your Fiorini's, your um, – well, I don't think Ainsworth continues on the wing. So that's my point is don't get too excited about that. No. Um, and then what's going to happen with your Rat? And he's very highly owned around the place. I picked him up in our mid-season draft. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, not super. They've got some good guys playing some good footy in the twos as well. So Yep. So just kind of keep your eye on how things are going to change at the Gold Coast Suns. But uh, moving on to the uh, Western Bulldogs, Jamara Oogle. Hagen was mm. on fire. He mm. scored 87 points, um, three goals, nine marks. Do you think he's starting to live up to that height? He's, yeah, the last couple of weeks that I've seen uh, bits of the dogs games, he's looked really good. Just, uh, just looking confident and I think just physically ready now. Like, you know, last couple of years, he's kind of looked just that little bit skinny, a little bit not ready for AFL footy. But uh, at the moment, he's just looking like he's got confidence. And, you know, once those kind of... Those forwards have a bit of confidence behind them. You know, that's when they start to score well, yeah. get lots of goals. You know, you almost see the flip side with, you know, Harry Mackay at the moment who's yeah. down on form, can't find the goals. You know, his scores are, you know, hurting and he's not playing with that confidence. And, yeah. You know, on the flip side, yeah. When you look at like Jamar the best- doing great. When you look at like the best key forward fantasy scorer, it's probably Jeremy Cameron, yeah? Yep. Does he get to that level ever in his career? Um, I think he's got a long way to go. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and it will come. But uh, might take some time. But Cameron's never been a massive, massive scorer either. True, like he's been a pretty consistent, especially last year. It's or more last just year that since freakish to- talent. Like I see Jamara being able to like snap goals, but also if he gets a bit more confidence, just going back and like slotting them like there's like there's nothing. Mm. He's got the ability to take a grab because he's that athletic type. Yeah, like potentially when he hits like that, you know, it might take another five, six years till he hits that twenty-seven fully. You know, fully develops into his frame and stuff like that. Yeah. But, yeah, it's going to be a long haul. He's, he's tracking really well. Yeah, he's tracking really so well. Yeah. Um, Shannon Hearn moving on to Essendon versus West Coast. Uh, Shannon Hearn, he's back this week. Uh, his value might have dropped just given being injured and stuff like that, but he's just a player that you just need to get if you are in contention for a flag. 109 points, takes all the kick-ins. I think he had another, I think it was 12 kick-ins. I can't remember. Just trying to think of the stats off the top of my head after scraping them last night. But it was a massive number of kick-ins again. So that was just, yeah, points galore there. But I think the massive thing is we need to, oh, sorry, eight kick-ins this week. Um, I think the thing that we need to think about, though, is the potential retirement game mm-hmm. in grand final week. Yep. Um, and, yeah, just kind of letting him do what he wants in that final week of uh, playing. The issue is, does it come at the end of the season or does it come, you know, after it's just, you know, they're completely done? Or does it come after his next injury, whenever that is? Like, that's the thing. Who Do, do they play away or home that's in the last round? Yeah. Yeah. Do they play away or home in the last round? Because that's usually a big factor there. Round 24. Yeah. Is it uh, the Optus? Or? Eagles play the Crows at home. At Optus. Mm. So, that's good because, like, if, it was the, if they played away, they might retire him the week before and doesn't Correct. make a trip. So. Correct. Yeah, not a bad one. Not a bad shout. Try to get him in steak knives in a deal. Um, yeah, because you'd get him a lot cheaper than his average suggests, that's for sure. Um, moving on to Elite Ruckman, uh, Bailey Williams. Yes, um, he is. 85. Handy in the ruck. 
Oh, uh, is Nick Nat coming? I don't haven't really been following. Is Nick Nat coming back at all this year? No idea. Yeah, so. absolutely no idea. Like, because he gets close and then he gets injured. And yeah, his body's cooked. I just don't see the point either. Just like let Bailey Williams just keep developing. Just retire Nick Nat. Yeah, he's averaging seventy five this year. Yeah, That's and like game. I think that recently, like there was just some tough games where he came up against really good Rutman, but mm-hmm. I think in the last few games he's really hitting his straps as well. From memory, he just looks so. like a likely type fantasy wise too. Yeah, like watching him go he's about mobile. it. Yeah. He can move around. Yep, and yeah, he can take a grab too. Uh, on to your Bomber boys. Um, ben Hobbs, mm. uh, 94 points. I don't think we've seen like a real big ceiling from him yet, but what I like about him is he's showing consistency. Yep. Are you concerned at all if they had, if your boys had their midfield fully rolling, fit, ready, getting shield back, getting set of field back, getting all those guys back? Do you think you could see a dip going forward in his scoring? Well, obviously, Parrish is the big one. Parrish too, um, yeah. Depends what their kind of mantra is, you know, and where we're at for the rest of the year. Because um, I think if they're pushing for finals, they're going to be wanting Shield back in there. You're in the eight at the moment, aren't you? We are. Yeah, eighth. So, so if they can, like if, like because they've got so many long. I think the same. Like Caldwell, Perkins, and Hobbs are like the same level to me in yeah. terms of where they're at, kind of developmentally, and yeah, they can all play the same position. They can all play a bit of forward. They can all go in the midfield. A they bit. rotate, yeah, yeah. So it's like, what does what does um Essendon want to do with all of that going forward? And you know, but you're saying that like, how often is a side completely fully fit? That's true, know? and it's just going to be who kind of takes their opportunity when it gets to them. Well, speaking of being fully fit, uh, Dyson Heppel, ninety three points, and he's mm. had three ninety plus scores in a row. Is he one worth considering if you're contending? Uh, I'm not convinced. Yeah, no, you you're quite bullish on him getting dropped at some stage. Well, he's at at times he's looked a bit slow. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, he's scoring well recently. Yeah, he just seems to be a sure thing, like a sure head back there. Like just seems to settle things. Like in that game mm. last week against Richmond. Felt like he was just kind of cool, calm, collected, you know, when yeah. things And that's where you need him doing his best yeah. work. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm still not convinced. Yeah. I'm not chasing him hard, but might be one to think about if you need a guy who can average 80 from here on. Um, he should go close to that, I reckon. So, maybe high 70s, but, yeah. Archie Perkins, 83 points. I guess it's the same mould as Hobbs. Similar. I think Hobbs has kind of leapfrogged him a yeah. bit. Um, but I think Fantasy-wise, for sure. I think what Perkins can do... In front of goals, a lot more impressive than yeah. what Hobbs can do. He's going to cut that bit more X factor. Yeah, Hobbs is a bit more of that grunt kind of player. So, um, look, Perkins might just end up being like that kind of Toby Green type. Ooh, who I would not complain with that. Who just kind of averages eighty five, yeah. and and that's great. But As um, yeah. but that's because he's kind of got that. Yeah, he's got that pinch hit in the middle. Yeah. Um, that kind of thing about him. Moving on to the Sunday games, uh, Nathan Broad had 102 points. He's a bit of a tease at times, isn't he? But pretty much a tip of the cap, Dragon. <coughs> no Vlaston. Yep. Broad goes big. That's how it goes. Yep, exactly. So I didn't even think of that. So that's a very good point. Um, moving on to Port Adelaide, Scott Lysett had 100 points. It was like Flag Adelaide. The first Flag Adelaide. Port Flag Adelaide. I'm not going there just yet because uh, we've seen the same as we've seen in 2020. In 2021, just a little update for everyone listening at home: Hef's back on the Ken bandwagon. That's what's been coming through the text messages. And so I think my position hasn't changed. Does his game plan stack up in finals? That's the that's the question. Can't judge it till we get there because it hasn't in the past. Go the power. Anyway, I'm happy though. Like I'm happy we're winning. That's for sure. So I'm back. I'm been going every game. Like I know, not like some people. Just been boycotting. Yeah, your mates are a bit, <laughs> bit iffy. Still been going. I'm taking my son. Hopefully, my son's got to choose between a, a fifth birthday or going to the footy next this weekend. Who are you playing? 
uh, Hawthorne. I've told him we're going to smash him, yeah. but we might not now. But um, he loves going when there's like a big score kicked. He loves seeing team score over 100. That's the thing. What's uh, what's on offer at his fifth birthday? Uh, oh, just the usual, you know, like, party food, cake, that sort of no, stuff. But like, is it like at a bouncy centre? No, nah, like I think a- it's just at a house. But um, mm. early early signs are he's leaning towards the footy. So, yeah, it's big signs. It's How many big. hot chips and stuff are you going to buy him? Yeah, I do need to bribe him to get him through. The ice cream is a big factor. Ice yep. cream at three-quarter time really gets him through. Um, but, yeah, so look. Jeez, just I might come. Just saying. Just saying. He's, uh, at the moment, the footy's winning out over fifth birthday. I think that's a pretty big deal wow. in, in my fatherhood kind of journey. Um, You're so proud. I can tell. <laughs> very proud. Uh, let's move on. Oh, sorry. So, Scott Lysett. Yes, we didn't really talk about him. So, 24 tackles. Uh, sorry, 24 hit outs, but also got his tackle game going. I think he had four or five tackles in there as well, which is what, what he did in those years where he averaged 80. He was getting quite a few tackles after the, and mm. those stoppages and things like that. He's just a watch for mine because he's very his value's at an all-time low and he can be the type of player who could average 80 from here on. That thing. I feel that he lifted himself with this game like he knew he had an ankh yeah. and he kind of came to play. Yeah. Whereas I don't think we've seen that. Uh, earlier in the year when he was yep. inside. I yeah, think yeah. he kind of really set himself for this game and yep. and played really well. Um, but can he can consistently do it? That's a big it. question just for me. Watch, just yep. a watch. Um, and remember that stream your Ruckman against Port because they generally score pretty well. So get on. I don't know. Will that be true for Reeves and Meek this week though? Definitely not. <laughs> uh, on to the Collingwood game. Didn't actually see a second of this game. So forgive me if my um, takes are a bit wrong on this one. But uh, Braden Maynard had 87 points. I didn't, yeah, like I said, didn't see this game, but the week that I bench him, he puts up a decent score. So, mm. I don't know. I can't trust Maynard at the moment. Though. Definitely not. His roles keep yeah, changing each week and whether he gets kicks or not, yeah, is dependent on who they're playing. Um, don't know who they've got this week, but uh, yeah, still still wouldn't be trusting him. That's all. Uh, but yeah, moving on to North Melbourne, Hugh Greenwood. He had 118 points. Is he an option, Case? I've only seen this one good game. Yeah. So um, I've been playing a little bit of uh, draft stars and stuff like that randomly. Yep. And I've always been tempted with Hugh Greenwood. And he's the one week I didn't cheaply. take him, he played and scored 100. So like yeah. he's always scored cheaply, but he's, I think their midfield mix at North is a bit off. Up like, you know, air. they've dropped Cunnington. Um, yeah. So he's been playing LDU's twos. Out. LDU's out. So now that Greenwood's got that spot where he was kind of playing before when those guys were around the mark and yeah. they're kind of. Um, you know, full up of big body guys in the midfield. So he was kind of playing a bit more of a role or up forward. So now that, um, you know, if Cunnington still stays in the twos and we've still got a few weeks with our LDU, um, I reckon he's a chance. And they're playing the Dons this week. So uh, I reckon there's a chance that, you know, they put him in the midfield and try and, you know, take on take on our midfield. Yep. No, fair enough. Um, let's move on to Bailey Scott. So he had 101 points. Um I just didn't see this game coming or I haven't seen, I haven't seen this scoring coming because he scored, mm. I think 81, 121 and 101 <coughs> in the last three weeks. Um, again, I just don't know what's going on with him because I kind of watched the game loosely last week and it kind of just seemed like he's playing a normal outside game, mm. but he had the junk icon next to his name on fan footy as yeah. well. So he must've got a few kick arounds. I watched the first half of this game and I honestly didn't notice him. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Yeah. Like I watched him the week before when he had 121 and barely noticed him. The only reason I actually noticed him is because my opponent had him and he buried me. With him, so yeah, love that. <laughs> um, yeah, so Bailey Scott, uh, you can't ignore him. So just pick him up if he's available on your waiver wise. I think he's pretty lowly owned um, out there as well. He would be. Uh, Will Phillips, ninety points, yeah, seventy CBAs, just getting that bump with LDU out. He looked like serviceable, like and yeah. even just a bit. His body looked a bit more 
ready. You yeah. know, like he's kind of looked a bit small, you know, the last couple of years, but he didn't look out of place in the, the bit that I saw on the weekend. Yeah. Does Cunnington ever make it back into the side? And does it Honestly, take I'm thinking that, like, I've drafted him in a couple, you know, single season legs and yeah. stuff, thinking like you did in our home league. Traded for you him, know. yeah. I traded Bradley Scott for him, actually. <laughs> wow, that's yeah, backfired. Yeah. But, um, oh, all my trades have this year. Uh, just kind of look, you know, looking at that and going, mm, I'm not too sure if he does. Like, yeah. what. I'd love to see him back, but I just don't think he's playing his best footy. Maybe he just needs he, a bit more time. And even if he does come back, I don't. He's not going to be fantasy relevant. That's the thing. It's so probably the thing, and he's probably going to lose the forward status next yeah, year too. Nah, not he's gone, unfortunately. Um, I'm not writing you off, Ben, because you look scary. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening to this, we love you. <laughs> Please don't bash us. Uh, apparently, he's a big teddy bear. Remember when we had Trent Dumont on? That's what Froggy did say. And so. he said that he was actually a really nice guy. Um, I hope that's true. Otherwise, he's going to kill you. <laughs> Nick Larky, uh, 88 points. Um, Five goals, just the tip of the cap. Most targeted man in the AFL, I think, and still can't He's kicking put up a lot though. of goals, isn't he? Oh, he, he should. But, yeah, yeah, like I said, five goals and still doesn't turn up. It's not no, great. you don't North want that, Melbourne but you yeah. play for North Melbourne. That's true. Um, Jaden Stevenson, 87 points. He finally had a good fantasy game, but he's not getting – he doesn't have a fantasy friend. He needs to be playing on a halfback flank or a wing to be good, and he plays at forward these days. Yeah, I'm not interested so, here. Yeah, not interested in Jaden Stevenson whatsoever. I think he might be interested in the next guy. Ben Keys, 109 points. Tag Neil in the first half, but then just plain mid in the second half. Didn't really kind of continue that role. The Messiah has returned. Do you think this continues going forward? Can you move that camera so you can really get Ben in the background? Uh, no, I've purposely got him out of the shot. <laughs> there he is. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, from what I saw that Crows game, he was in the midfield, and that's what made me very, very happy. Does it continue, though? No idea. Uh, Matthew Nix. That's their coach, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I don't know what I was going to I was going to say Stevie Nicks, but that's a singer for Fleetwood, no, Fleetwood Mac, isn't no, it? No, yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Matthew Nicks uh, said today that uh, they decided to move him in there because there were a few players that they felt like needed a rest and this will be an ongoing situation. So he will rotate in and out as needed, apparently. It's no denying that Keys plays midfield, Crows win. Gold Coast, mm. slop, scrappy game, mm. wet, mm. tackles galore. You think Ben Keyes has another Man, good week? another week where I would have been nicely playing through the bias. <laughs> exactly. You really screwed. Shot yourself in the foot here. Uh, um, I have to find like a gold Ben Keyes now <laughs> in game day squad. And the last one uh, for the Crows I've got here is Wayne Miller. So, yeah, I reckon it's just, he had 84 points, I think it was. Yeah. And he's had a good month, you know, 63, 85, 77 and 84. Patrols at half back and kind of just just settles things down and he's a very skillful player so they use him to kind of pinpoint targets and things like that back there he's got forward status too I don't know if you're a if you're a Miller owner you'd be pretty mm. happy with the way things are going right now yeah I think it's great to see him finally get that um, ability to play back you know like he's always been a classy mover classy user he's just had so many injury issues uh, so finally good to see him actually just you know, finally fit in AFL level again so I think he's one of those guys almost like similar to Hugo Hagen once you get that confidence, I think he can kind of go the next level. So, I'd be uh, happy to get a little slice of Miller now that he's finally hit that level that we know he can. And not a lot to talk about for the Brisbane Lions. Most of them are too good for the podcast. I did notice uh, Zach Bailey had his highest number of CBAs for the season, though, and that resulted in a score of 94 points. So, just one to look at if there's anything happening there in terms of the CBA trends. Um, but, yeah, just one to flag there. I like Zach Bailey a lot. No, you own him. All right, uh, we'll get into the membership stuff in a minute where we'll talk about some of the um, the stuff we have on offer, which includes State League fantasy scores. But, Kaze, mm. you track the State League. 
Week in, week player. out. So you check out the articles on the website. Week in, week out. What are your takes at the moment with some of the players playing the state league? <coughs> well, I know that you do your waiver wire podcast, Hef, and you, you go through all the, the guys that have been playing AFL, but I think there's a lot of value in the state leagues around, and especially when some clubs are at crossroads or if you're coming into some injuries and, and stuff like that. Um, kind of gone through a couple of them that maybe you should start looking at if you if you can if they do get that chance. Like guys like Dev Robinson and Jared Lyons, they're absolutely putting up huge numbers in the VFL for the Lions. Dev Robber had twenty one tackles. Twenty one tackles. Twenty one tackles on the weekend. Whoa! Um, like no surprise, Charlie Constable was absolutely picking it up. Sam Flanders as well. Um, Marcus Windhager must be close to a um, game back at the Saints. Yeah. He's had a couple hundreds back Surely to back with the way there. they're traveling. Um, Angus Sheldrick from this Sheldrick from the Swans. Um, he's put up a couple 100s in his last game. He never plays the same role at AFL. He doesn't, though. but I think it's really good. You know, like if, yeah, this is one of these points, this is almost that time of the year where you can maybe get a couple guys yeah, cheap. Yeah, true. If you're, if you're sitting, you know, three and uh, eight in, in the league and you're going. Things as well. So, um, so that could be one. But if you're looking at the 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 um, Blues, especially with, you know, their injuries that they got this week, Alex Chincotta's played some really good footy after being dropped. Oh, so he's classic the coaches mark. would love it if he came back. Uh, your, no, Doss's boy, where he is, Paddy yeah. Dow. He's been picking it up. Um, I think the one that you need to be getting involved in from a keeper league point of view and a um, variety we shall not mention. <laughs> Jackson, Jackson Bins is a name that many people might not know. But he's that he, outside player that they probably need. Correct. Carlton. He's averaging 109 this season. Mm. Um, what's he got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven tons, including a 123 and a 138. So yeah. he's a guy who should be on your radar. Maybe um, maybe my boy, who, who did I say before, for Carlton, the other winger, who's listed as a forward, and I've forgotten his name now. Cottrell. Yeah, Matthew Cottrell. Maybe he's not the guy. Maybe Jackson Binns is the guy. To Jackson Binns is the one you should be looking at. Obviously, Josh mm. Fahey, we know how good he's been going. He's Hopefully been starts this week. star of mine in a while. And if, if you want to go a bit more uh, left field, Harry Schomburg's playing some good footy. <laughs> Had to bring him in. <coughs> he got it. And uh, so is Liam Henry and uh, Neil Erasmus. So there are a couple of guys that you can look at if you are kind of, you know, fluttering on being irrelevant this season and try and chalk up your stocks for next year. I think that was actually one of the listener questions that was asking something about some younger players or less known players to bring in that might get chances later. So there's the questions. Well, I think I this week it's Bins. Hopefully Bins comes in. I'd love to see that. Um, all right. So yeah, that's some of the state league numbers. But yeah, on our website, we've got, yeah, those state league scores. Uh, we've got CBA numbers, CBA analysis, kick-in numbers and analysis. And we've also got the breakout tracker. Um, so if you want to get access to all of that stuff, please become a member, support the show financially so we can keep it going week in, week out. Uh, each week we read out some gold <coughs> members' names. So thank you to Daniel Wake, Daniel Nesbitt, Jared Buskell, Luke Farrows, Lewis O'Day, Darcy Coleman, Shane Crick, David Whitehouse, Dave McGill, and Luke Farrows. Okay, it's the time of the week that everyone loves to listen to, and that is the listener questions. So, first one comes from at Major Bam Bam. Uh, James Harms, is he worth a play without Oliver? I think he scored in the 70s on the weekend. Let's yeah, look forward. What do you think? Um, yeah, I think he is. But if Oliver comes back this week, then he's Well, then not. obviously that hurts his yeah, yeah. ability. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, he's a... He hasn't really played the position he should have lately. Yeah. Which hurts. Um, he is that jack of all trades as well, which kind of sucks for him because, you know, he's just as likely to get thrown up forward or in a back pocket or something correct. like that. So, Like he had 70-70 and he played 64% tog on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. So, like his points per minute is pretty good. It's just, yeah, whether he gets that run at it. 
I think Essendon were interested in him in the preseason. Yeah. I think he probably should have gone if he had his time again. Yeah. Uh, I, if Oliver's out, I just don't know how Oliver might only miss one more max type thing. So it's probably an irrelevant question now, given the news that we've got this afternoon that Oliver trained today. Um, but yeah, like if if he is out for a longer time, then he's worth considering because he steps into those inside roles. Um, was he a crim? It asks, uh, he must be a 12th man fan, I reckon, with the Definitely. username like that. Uh, currently contending, but also holding what will likely be pick two in next year's draft. Should I be looking to sell out picks and youth to bolster my midfield for a premiership run or hold on to make a play for Reed? Uh, taking Callahan and Wardland in recent drafts and the future's looking okay. I don't think you get Reed unless you got pick one, yeah? Correct. Yeah, so it's probably... I don't know. I'd do it. If you haven't won a flag before and you think you might not have a chance going forward, and fantasy is crazy because who knows where your team is after one year. Yep. Um, look at Kayser's. You were top by a mile last year, didn't win it, and now you're sitting fifth. Just stalking for a yeah, premiership yeah. this year. Yeah. Um, so who knows actually what happens. Um, but, yeah, I would be happy to trade out a pick two. I'm actually trying to get rid of – in a dynasty league, I'm actually trying to get rid of – uh, my first rounder for next season for a decent ruckman. Here's a question. For mm-hmm. This comes from a guy called uh, Hef. Um, would you give up pick one in a dynasty league where you keep uh, basically 34 players each year? Mm-hmm. Would you give up your first round draft? And you're sitting top, so it's the end of first round okay, draft pick. Okay. Would you give up your first round draft pick for Darcy Cameron so you have a ruck? You're top and you haven't mm-hmm. lost a game. <coughs> I'm thinking I might. Is Darcy Cameron like, that good though? I that's feel like my I question. could get better. That's the thing. Like, yeah. but I just need my Ruckman at the moment rotates between Segler, Pitnet, and one of the Hawthorne too. Wow, yours, that's scum. Yeah. But every other my line is stacked. I just need that Ruckman to basically like put it in the bag. Who went pick one this year, or you know, first round this year? Uh, Ashcroft and then Sheasel. I think Ashcroft. No, Ashcroft Humphrey went second in our league, but the guy who took him just doesn't know who they are. And uh, I think Sheezel went third. I think it was. So they're the type. But of the back end. Oh, back end. Um, so yeah. say you win the flag or come second, who's yeah. likely going to be around? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Probably the equivalents of probably who was there for me, like your yeah, Ed Allen and things like that. So guys that aren't even actually playing. Yeah, why not? What do you got to lose? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, and you know, the, oh, actually, the f- my first round was a back end. I took actually took Ed Richards okay. because like he was no one picked him up because yeah, yeah, yeah. in dynasties everyone just goes for your youth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was still sitting there from last year, so I took Ed Richards. So there's someone potentially like that you could take, but that's pretty much a Darcy Cameron equivalent when you're contending. It I is. think so. It is. Yeah, it's playing like rock rule. That's the worst as well. Yeah, I know. So at least I just get one that plays each week. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, Brad, if you're listening, I might do that trade with you. Uh, J- Ranger J87, um, our league kicked up a stink this week over a trade, Holmes, over trade, Holmes, Humphrey, and the first redraft pick for Cogs and Trelaw, citing it was not an even trade, which resulted in a reversal. <laughs> was their reason justified? I think it's a fine trade. First redraft pick. Yeah, like Plus. it obviously depends on how many you keep, like, and all that sort of stuff. But, Ooh. like,. It's Holmes, Humphrey in a first round draft pick for Coles and Trelaw. Like, it's the type of trade you make if you're contending. It is. I'm fine with that. There's, oh, actually, this is a trade <coughs> I made in the preseason. It was um, Holmes and Chad Warner I traded out mm. for um, Cornelio, uh, Tom Mitchell and uh, Viney. So, like, it's a pretty similar trade that, to what I did. And that didn't get vetoed. So, 
don't know. So, Trelaw and Kenelio kind of average combined 197. Yeah. And what was Holmes was- Holmes is- 78. Yeah, 80 And Humphrey's probably- Yeah, a few Way below. Like, but it doesn't matter because you're going for the future anyway. Like, yeah, it's, I, it's fine. I reckon it's fine. I reckon you have the league stuffed up there. We've never vetoed a trade in our league, I don't think, no matter how. Maybe one, actually. I don't think we have. But yeah. also, I think that we're- No one's going to really set their team on fire either. Yeah. Like, we've had some trades. Like, if you look at those ones that- I don't know who did them with Zanks back in the day where, you know, he traded out a good player at the time, blah, 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 for like- yeah, he Clay really went Oliver, hard on the rebuild type Clay thing. Oliver yeah. and someone, and then that's obviously turned out to be a genius stroke. And yeah. the other guy didn't win a flag anyway. So, like- Holmes and Humphrey could be better than Cogs and Trelaw. I'm not sure what the issue is here. Like, the first is it the first round draft pick? I think that's that's how trades just happen in keep leagues. I don't know. I'm fine with that trade. So, yeah. If that's fine with the trade, it must be good because <laughs> he hates trading. Yeah. Well, long term, it's fine. Um, either way, it's fine. The person gets the instant score hit. The other person gets the future sewn up, especially with Holmes injured now. And Humphrey won't True. get a good fantasy score for a while, like a consistent one anyway. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, at Arnum, Arnum Mikey, uh, I'm in need of F3 in redraft. Keen on Tom Sparrow. He's averaged 55 CBAs over the past four weeks with an average of 81. Would you trade a bench midfielder like him uh, for Warple? Like Warple for him. Sorry. I don't think I'd trade Warple for him. So, you... So you wouldn't, but if he's not playing on your field, what's that? He's averaging eighty-five. I he's probably around the mark. Yeah, I don't think that's the worst trade. Like, how is Warple like with every all those younger like midfielders? You've got Newcomb, Will Day, and even well, no, Connor Nash. Yeah, because he's, War- he's unfortunately Warple just can't kick the footy properly, so yeah. that's his issue. I'd, like, hit, uh, I'd take Thompson. I'd take a punt. That's a for fun. an F three. I reckon that's even. To be honest, that's a pretty even trade. Yeah, he, he like worst case Sparrow gets here sixty five. Yeah, which but is fine. Best for case, a, he gets traded and becomes a gun. He could be an next year's Will Day. You know what I mean? I just could get a better role. So not get really, you know traded, but could get a better role somewhere. Yep. and be a good player. So yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 fine with that. That's worth a punt, I reckon. I'm a, I'm a Warple owner. And I would go close to doing that trade. There you go. Yeah. Have doing trades left, right, and center tonight. <laughs> uh, Must be a full moon or something like that. Oh, it's just, yeah, with my midfield depth, I don't really need warp. I'd, be ta- I'd take the punt with the forward status. Um, Matt Roach, uh, thoughts on Dow after some really good VFL scores and Carlton being poo? We've seen Dow come in so many times <coughs> and he just doesn't do anything. That's my biggest issue. Yeah, yeah. Like, we've seen him go nuts in the VFL week on, yeah. week out. He comes in and does nothing. It's not that he can't score. He can yeah. score, but he just doesn't do it at AFL level. Yeah. Um, it's just a VFL player. That's the thing. Should have got traded. <clears throat> and I think that the, the other issue is that, like, to an extent we get excited about, well, I get excited about state league numbers for younger kids or kids who you haven't seen quite the potential or they're building. Yeah. And that's a good basis to kind of look at them. Yeah. But Dow puts up those numbers for so long. And they never have equated to a good score. Nah. You know, because he's not that same, same player. Because yeah. he's too good. For, he's probably on that borderline of being too yeah, good yeah. for VFL, but not good enough for But he's AFL. like fifth in the pecking order at Carlton too. So, yeah. it's like, yeah. You know, like even if he comes to that side and takes George Hewitt's spot, for example, yeah. he's still not going to get more pill over yeah. Crips, Walsh, Yeah. And Kennedy, what's Hewitt even you know? been scoring this yeah, year? Yeah, this year. And then 80? it's like you're, yeah. le- you're a lesser version of him as well. So, yeah, it yeah, doesn't matter. No, nah, I'm not on Paddy Dow at all. Don't bother with him. Sorry, Paddy. <laughs> Paul Milne is asking, K's equals legend. Oh, thanks, Milne. You uh, never say that about me. But anyway, um, he wants to know, do you sell high on keys or ride the wave? Surely no one wants any of keys, do they? I don't know. Yeah, you'd have to ride it, I think. 
I think this week's going to be big as well. So you might be able to wait another week and, uh, yeah, you might be worth even more. I Keys, think. now with forward status, could kind of be if, – if this role comes in and out and we're not going to know when, yeah, he could be one of the ultimate loopholers. Yeah, I think so too. Because he could be 105 or it could be a 40. Yep. I do um, own him in a league and I actually had him on field this week because I had Mitch Owens and someone mm-hmm. else get injured during the week. Yep. Um, so, yeah, and, and I was not upset. So I'm, I'd ride for now. Uh, Josh Gallo, Jai Amos, uh, do you think he has some promise? Uh, I do think he has promise. I think he's still pretty young. Was he just got the Rising yeah. Star nomination yeah. this week? Um, yeah, he's got promise, but I think that he's going to be one of those forwards, like almost like a, I don't know, Gunston type or, or someone like that who's not yeah. necessarily a huge, huge, you know, key forward, but yep. a handy medium, um, and they need a bit of time to develop. I will just go back to trends and data and just look at what every key forward averages in the AFL and look at your top 10, and he'll be probably somewhere <coughs> in that. Actually, just 196. But it probably won't be good enough for like, to be consistently a good fantasy scorer. That's all. Be up and down most weeks, just like all the others. Um, Mitchell Swan is asking... I think you'll like this question, Case. Do you think 35% is too low low for dual positions being added? I'll not footy use 70%. I don't know if that's particularly true, but uh, not sure I like 35%. Yep. Um, also keen on your views on of the new AFL platform versus the old UF, old fantasy. Anyway, uh, let's do the first thing first. 35%, yep. hot, too high, too low, or about right? Uh, I think it is too low. Yeah. What, do you, what would you say, like 40%? Well, McRae just scraped in, right? Yeah. And I think that's a stretch. Really? Yeah. How like, close was know, it? I didn't see the I don't know. I think yeah. he just scraped in. But like if you're going, that, I think, I don't know if Ultimate Footy always lived by this rule, but it was like if you were happy to say so-and-so yeah. is a X, then yeah. they should get it. Yeah. Like Jack McRae, the forward, doesn't actually sit yeah. with me. But that's you know? like, that as well. Ultimate Footy missed a lot that had changed sure, as well. And, and, uh, yeah. But like for me, like if you said to me at the start of the year that Taranto, Cornelio, Butters, Rosie aren't forwards. I'd be like, well, that's okay. I can cop that. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I think um, maybe it comes from the classic world that everyone's a bit precious about, you know, yeah. you've got to have your primos and all this kind of bullshit that comes from classic. Like if, from my point of view, as a draft keeper league kind of player, if you said, nah, they're not having forward status, I'd be like, all right, well, that's cool because that means I can go deeper yeah. into finding, um, you know, key forwards become more relevant, like small forwards become more relevant, whereas yeah. now you're just looking for the guy who plays midfield. On top of that, on that said though, like I'll go back to my point I made earlier. If you look at the top 20 forwards, for example, hmm. only but probably- But that's always each yeah, year. Yeah, but you, only you know? 17 of them are actual forwards. And But like my point is, if we're to take them out, if we're to raise that, because they're the guys who probably just hit 35%, mm. if you were to take that, are you going to be able to field five forwards- like in a game, like they're going to be five guys playing each week. Like, but I think that obviously there are because there's six forwards listed in in a team. But yeah, but they all kind of, I don't know. Like, yeah, obviously you probably can, but the thing is, like, I don't know about that. But like, like yeah. no, but that, all right. So if you look at say, yeah, Gi- say, Gi- the Amos, quality of the game is going to go way down. Well, it's not really. It's just you got to actually find forwards. Yeah. Like if you're saying Jai Miss has played ten games this year, he's averaging fifty. He might be an F four or five <laughs> or three even. Do we want that though? But why don't we? It's just it's just you're just changing the parameter. I think you've got so many midfielders that might <clears throat> you might be able to fit in as well. I like, think we've just become accustomed to a hundred being like a good score. Yeah. When potentially like if you started the game from scratch again, fifty could be a good score. 
I don't know. Uh, you play, I, I, if you're playing the like your big legs and your dynasty legs and stuff, yeah, that's effectively what's happening. I think it's about right. What I think would be good, um, probably be pretty shit, but <laughs> would be maybe take positions away if they don't meet it. Like perhaps I don't know. Would that okay. be, cause too much chaos? So like. Zach Butters loses for Tim status. Taranto goes like <laughs> I think that would stuff. cause I, th- I think <laughs> it fuck teams up so much like yeah but I'd also be, be I'd also be down for no changes during the year yeah but then then and then raise <coughs> the percentages at the start yeah yeah like I don't mind as, I, yeah I don't know as long as it's consistent I don't really care what happens as long as everyone's playing by the same rules like it doesn't matter to me whatever those rules but are anyway whoever's listening in the power speed I'll be all for Anyone who's basically midfielder to not have forward or back status. Um, the other question is also keen mm. on your views for the new <laughs> AFL platform versus the old ultimate footy. Uh, the new platform stinks. <laughs> I love, I like the app and the usability of the app so much. Um, so much more than having to log into ultimate footy, like navigate to it. I love the way, how easy it is to set your lineups, like bring people off the bench, not having to scroll all the way to the bottom. I just wish it had all the customizations that, ultimate footy had that's all from a yeah a league commissioner's point of view it's nowhere near as good yeah i like the um ultimate footy seemed a lot more stats based and easy to find stats and yeah, old yeah. stats and you know from years past i love that bit um the thing that shits me the absolute most so if you're listening anyone powers to be <laughs> at um Could probably relay them fantasy for you. world yeah you've got to fix your fucking um projections projections yeah, they like suck. it just is the game starts and you've lost you're down 300 yeah. points or 400 points. I kind of like, like the suspense to it though. Like you, I kind of <laughs> like that fact. I'm just like, dumb because just, I'm just like, well, I'm not going to check the scores until yeah. this game's finished. Like it's just pointless. It's kind of like, well, I just think like, I look at the end of like the day, like, oh, I'm still projected to win. But then yeah. it's kind of like irrelevant once the so first game starts. As soon as the, the five minutes into that game, yeah. you might have five players and I have one. Yeah. And then you're projected to win and I've got to kind of do know. some maths. It's just it like- It adds an element of excitement to it me. It doesn't. Not it's, just, me. it's just not good enough. Anyway. I'm sorry. Like I said, recap. Um, yeah, love the. I like that when you compare the app to the old and the side in general to Ultimate Footy. It, I reckon, it beats it. But uh, yeah, I just wish we had the same customizations, which I'm sure will come eventually. So um, yeah, we we could argue about and this. Change your projection and proje- fix your projections too for case. All right, uh, let's wrap it up. So get around us on our socials uh, at Keep League Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. Make sure you get around Game Day Squad. <coughs> uh, they support the podcast, and yeah, it's a good fun game to play. Case and I both play it, so make sure you're competing against us in that. Who's on the pod next week? Have don't know actually. I need to kind of sort that out. Um, I'm How sure much have to pay something. checkers to come on these days? He's like a genuine celebrity. <laughs> I try now. to pay him. He doesn't want it. So, I don't know. He reckons he gets too much out of coming on here, which is a lie. <laughs> but anyway. Um, but yeah, he is a genuine celebrity. He might get checkers on next week. I'll send him a text after this and see what he's doing. But yeah, he's doing a lot. I think I saw him. He was at the um, Adelaide Oval getting ready for the NRL game, wearing a blues kit for some reason, doing something, laying turf, actually. Adelaide Oval today. So. That does not surprise me. Yeah. The man is everywhere. Random. Yeah, he is. He works pretty hard. Uh, but yeah, get around Gando Squad. Uh, get around Marmalade Way out at Why Not. And uh, yeah, get around uh, our membership if you wish to support the podcast. You want to plug anything, Kays? Anything <laughs> with you? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Follow me on Twitter for more angry rants about umpires and the state of the game. They are good fun. All right. Uh, yep, that'll do it for this week. Thanks for listening in and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.